Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines. This is season two. I'm your host, Hunter Mickles. We're back. This is my preseason podcast. This is the number one podcast of season two. I'm so excited to bring it to you guys. I I stopped early last year. I just got too busy. It was too much time for me to keep podcasting. I'm so excited to get back into it. And honestly, we're just going to jump right into it right away. We're starting off with my preseason top 10. I was going to do my preseason top 25, but my 11 to 25, it could vary any day of the week. Uh, So we're just going to do 1 to 10. And we're going to start off with, of course, number one, the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, the Georgia Bulldogs are an interesting team to me this year. They have one of the softest schedules um, that I've really ever seen. They're replacing a home-and-home series that they had scheduled with Oklahoma because SEC told them you got to cut that from your schedule. Oklahoma's joining us next year. So they replaced that game with Ball State, like whoop-de-whoop. They have Ball State, Tennessee Martin, and UAB. And Georgia Tech out of conference this year. And they only have three true SEC road games. Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee. Florida is at a neutral site in Jacksonville. I just, it's Georgia. They got Carson Beck at their starting quarterback, redshirt sophomore. He's got big shoes to fill, Stetson Bennett. But, I mean, it's Georgia. Their defense is going to be stout. Their skill position players and offense are going to be really good. Uh, they're going to make it real easy for Carson Beck this year. I I see Georgia best case scenario going going 12 and 0 winning the SEC championship and winning the national championship after that. Worst case, I see them going 10 and 2, maybe dropping the game at Tennessee and probably Florida or Auburn if I had to guess. That that's worst case scenario. I really don't see it happening, but it could. Moving on, I got Michigan at number 2. I mean, they got J.J. McCarthy back, Blake Corum, and Donovan Edwards. I I mean, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are the best one-two punch in the backfield in the Big Ten, maybe even uh, in the nation. They're they're so good. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, stellar running backs. Their out-of-conference is maybe easier than last year. They have Eastern Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. They have a very backloaded schedule. They end the season going at Penn State at Maryland and at home versus Ohio State. Those are the only three games I could see them losing. Best case scenario, they go 12-0. and They make the college football playoff again. Worst case scenario, I see them maybe dropping two out of those last three or maybe even all three, but that's highly unlikely. So worst case scenario, I see them going 10-2 and or 9-3. and At number three, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're replacing C.J. Stroud with Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord... He's got a lot to prove. He's got big shoes to step into, but I, with the wide receivers he's got, he's got Marvin Harrison, who had 77 receptions, 1,263 yards, and 14 touchdowns last season, and Amika Egbuka, 74 receptions, 1,151 yards, and 10 touchdowns last season. Uh, at running back, they have Mayon Williams and Travion Henderson. I mean, that's a... Damn good one-two punch. Not as good as Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards, but damn good one-two punch. Uh, their defense will be loaded with a stacked front seven. 
They got four out of their top five tackle leaders returning. Uh, it's just second second year under uh, their new defense coordinator. I see best case scenario, of course, going twelve and all. Worst case scenario, nine and three. I think they'll f- find three losses if this happens out of the at Notre Dame games, at home versus Penn State, at Michigan, and at Wisconsin. I could see them dropping three of those four. Uh, if if that happens, that's the worst case scenario. Moving on to number four, we have Alabama. I hate Alabama, but it's Alabama. It's most likely going to be Jalen Milrow at starting quarterback. Uh, he, I, from what all these big insiders are saying, it's it's that nobody in that QB room has really shown anything to. Uh, be proud of so I I don't really know if they know who they're going with but I'm hearing Jalen Milrow is probably going to be that starting quarterback day one uh, so it's all going to come down to Jace McClellan and Roy Dell Williams in the backfield Nick Saban has said multiple times this year that they got away from what made Alabama Alabama in the past few years and that's running the damn ball behind a really good offensive line they're going to do that this year Jason McClellan, 112 attempts, 655 yards, and seven touchdowns last year behind Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs. He's going to have a hell of a year. Caden Proctor, the D commit from Iowa and committed to Alabama. I'm hearing he's the best offensive lineman on that line. He's going to be starting day one down there. It's just going to be run, 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 and they're going to see how they do with it. Jalen Milrow is a running quarterback too, so if they can throw some option in there as well, it could be they could be a dangerous team. I think best case scenario they go twelve and zero. Worst case scenario they go nine and three, and that all comes down to if they lose the two home games they get this year uh, with Tennessee and LSU, and then Texas A and M could upset them. You never know. It just all comes down to the QB play because you can run the ball all you want, but you still have to have average quarterback play in order to be an elite team. You don't have average quarterback play. You're not going to be elite. Moving on to number five. Uh, This is uh, the first, I think, mix-up I have with the AP Top 25. I have Penn State at number five. Drew Aller and Nick Singleton, I think, will be the number one, one, one-two quarterback-running back duo in the Big Ten and maybe even the nation at the end of the season. Nick Singleton, last season, 156 rushing attempts, 1,061 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He is Saquon Barkley 2.0. He is a baller. He's really good. Uh, Even if Drew Aller doesn't step up like people think he's going to, and he's just an average quarterback, they could still be 12-0 at the end of the season just because their defense is going to be that good. Abdul Carter, six and a half sacks last year at linebacker. Chop Robinson off the edge, defensive end, five and a half sacks. All three starting linebackers return. Like I said, Abdul Carter, Curtis Jacobs, and Tyler Elsdon. I think Penn State, best case scenario, goes 12-0 and this year. And worst case scenario, I, I see them going 9-3. and I don't see them losing to Iowa at home. I really don't. But that could be one of their losses, and they could drop both the Michigan and Ohio State games. 
So worst case scenario, I see them going nine and three. Moving on to number six, we have LSU. I, I'm bought in on LSU this year. I think they could be damn good. Jaden Daniels is a really good quarterback. Had 2,913 yards, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, three interceptions last year with 186 carries and 885 yards with 11 touchdowns on the ground. 28 combined touchdowns last season. Jaden Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Uh, he's got Malik Neighbors as a wide receiver. 72 receptions, 1,017 yards last season with three touchdowns. The running back core has to prove that they can get better. Uh, there's two running backs there that are probably going to be fighting for a job. Um, but it, all, it really just all comes down to Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. If they can still be that... Uh, Really good quarterback wide receiver duo. I could see them going best case scenario eleven and one, and worst case scenario, I see them going eight and four with losses at Florida State to start the season, at Ole Miss, at Bama, and versus Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M is going to be a lot better this year. So even though they're at home against A and M, that could be a scary game to end the season. So best case eleven and one, worst case eight and four. Moving on to number seven, we have USC. And USC's here at number seven because of one reason and one reason only. And his name is Caleb Williams, the former Heisman Trophy winner. He is probably going to win it again this year if they allow him to go back-to-back. -back. It's just the offense he has around him, the, the position players, that the skill players that – they're just so good. Kayla Williams has guys to get the ball to. That's all that really matters. Their offense is going to be good enough. It just all comes down to their defense. Their defense was horrid last year. Absolutely fucking horrible last year. Their turnover differential was the only reason they were in games half the time. Their defense was giving up points every possession, but then they'd get a lucky turnover, and their offense would score, and it turned into a little bit of a blowout. That's all it was. So defense needs to improve. I think it will a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much. So that's why I have them at number seven. Best case scenario, I see them going 12-0. and 0. And worst case scenario, I see them going 9-3. and 3. They have a very backloaded schedule, kind of like Michigan. But their backloaded schedule is the last six weeks of the season where they go at Notre Dame. They get Utah at home. Then they go at California. Washington at home, at Oregon, UCLA at home. Those are the last six games. I see them, they could very well drop three out of those six. That's, at Notre Dame is going to be tough. At Oregon is going to be tough. And then Washington and Utah at home, they'll get the Cal game, I think. I think they'll get the UCLA game. But those are some tough, tough games to end the season. Uh, so best case scenario, I see USC going 12-0. and And worst case, I see them 12 or 9-3. At number eight, I have Clemson. Um, Garrett Riley was just hired at the offense coordinator position from TCU. Uh, he can completely change the team. Uh, he could change Cade Klubnik. I mean, you saw what he did with Max Duggan last year. Uh, just, uh, just a hell of a season coaching him up. So Cade Klubnik should improve. In limited action last season, he threw for 697 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. That doesn't really matter. Limited time. He was a true freshman. I think he improves a lot this season. 
under Garrett Riley. Uh, the defense will be just outstanding again. They always are. They're always a top 20 defense. They have the best linebacker duo in the country, uh, starting with Jeremiah Trotter Jr., 89 tackles, six and a half sacks last season, and Barrett Carter, 73 tackles, five and a half sacks last season. Their defense is going to be loaded. It all comes down if their offense can put up numbers against other good teams, they could, best case scenario, in my opinion, go 12 and 0. Worst case scenario, though, this is where it gets interesting for Clemson. Worst case scenario, I could see them going 7 and 5 or 8 and 4. They have some tough road games, and if the offense doesn't improve, they're in a lot of trouble. They open the season at Duke. Duke's no walk in the park anymore. Duke's a solid team. I believe they went 9-3 and three in the regular season last year. Uh, they start the season at Duke. They get Florida State at home. They have to go at Miami. They get Notre Dame at home, and they go to at South Carolina to end the season. I, if their offense isn't good, I could see them losing all five of those games. Seven and five, just like that. So best case scenario, that's if the offense clicks just like that, or if they don't, seven and five or eight and four, in my opinion. So moving on, we go, we stay in the ACC. We have Florida State. Uh, they're a sketchy team to me. Uh, Jordan Travis threw for 3,214 yards last season with 24 touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, Jordan Travis is a damn good quarterback. The only reason um, I just don't see them or I'm nervous about them and think they're a sketchy team is they beat up on poor teams to end last season. I mean, their schedule last year just was not good to end the year. They ended on a six-game winning streak, I believe. Like, those six games weren't against tough opponents. That's all I'm saying. So, We'll, we'll see if Florida State's truly going to be what people think they are. And if they are, best case scenario, they're 12-0 or 11-1, probably 12-0. Now, in that case, that means they're beating Clemson um, on the road. They're beating LSU to start the season. Like, it, it just all comes down to if they can do that, and if they can't, I think worst case scenario, they go nine and three. So it all comes down to Jordan Travis. Uh, they got Trey Benson in, in the backfield and Johnny Wilson at wide receiver. Uh, damn, damn good weapons right there. Um, but yeah, it, best case scenario, 12 and 0 or 11 and 1. And worst case, probably nine and three. Moving on to number 10 and the last team we're going to talk about today. Um, this is probably my biggest jumper compared to the AP top 25. I'm bought in on this team. I think this team could be really, really good this season. I got Oregon at number 10. And Bo, it's just because, I mean, Bo Nix, Bo Nix threw for 3,593 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven interceptions last season. They picked up transfer wide receiver from Alabama, Treshawn Holden. At Bama last year in limited action, 25 catches, 331 yards, six touchdowns. They keep Troy Troy Franklin, who had 61 receptions for 891 yards and nine touchdowns last season. And Chris Hudson, 44 receptions, 472 yards last season. No touchdowns, but that's he was averaging just over 10 yards a reception. It's a good wide receiver. 
They get Jordan Birch from South Carolina on the on the defensive line. He had 60 tackles last season with three and a half sacks. And safety from Fresno State, Evan Williams, 66 tackles, one sack last year. No forced fumbles or no interceptions, but the season before that, he had three interceptions, so I'm not too worried about that. Their defense needs to improve a lot, and I think those two pickups could really help them improve about how they need to. So they just have to stay healthy, and if they do, I think they could be very dangerous this season. Best case scenario, I could see them going 12-0. and Now this is a big difference, just like Clemson. Worst case scenario, and this all comes down to if their defense doesn't improve at all and they have key injuries, so Bo Nix goes down or a wide receiver or a running back goes down or a couple guys on their defense go down, this is where this worst case scenario comes in. Seven and five. This is a loss at Texas Tech in the second week of the year, at Washington, at Utah, versus at home against USC, and then also at home against Oregon State to end the season. I could see those being five losses if what I just said comes true. If they have some injuries or their defense doesn't improve, I could very well see them going 7-5. and five. But like I said, best case scenario, if everything clicks, 12-0. and 0. That's my top 10. Just go through it again super fast for you. Georgia at 1, Michigan at 2, Ohio State at 3, Alabama at four, Penn State at five, LSU at six, USC at seven, Clemson at eight, Florida State at nine, and rounding out my top 10, Oregon at number 10. Okay, moving on. We just got a couple more things to talk about, just a couple predictions. Um, This one, this is my projected conference winners and who they're going to be winning their conference championship over. We're going to go... Uh, We're going to start off with the Pac-12. I have USC versus Utah in the conference championship. And I have Utah winning it. I I just think Utah has been – they've had USC's number for a little while. Uh, They can score on USC's defense, and their defense is just – it's good enough to slow down USC's offense enough to beat them in the game. You know, so – They did it last year. I think they could do it again this season. So I have Utah winning the Pac-12 over USC. Uh, We'll go to the ACC next. I have Clemson versus Florida State in the championship game. And I have Clemson beating Florida State. Now, this could be interesting depending on how both team seasons goes. We could see both these teams in the college football playoff, but it has to come down to whoever wins the regular season game. Has to win, has to win out, and whoever loses that regular season game has to win out. They meet each other in the conference championship, and then the team that lost has to win the conference championship. I mean, it's tough holding either of those teams out in a situation like that. But I do see Clemson winning the ACC again. So Clemson over Florida State in the ACC. Uh, the Big Twelve. I have Texas winning it. Over Texas Tech. I am high on Texas Tech this season, fellas. Oklahoma, going to be very good. Don't get me wrong. But I think Texas Tech has what it takes to win enough games to make the conference championship. Joey McGuire has done a terrific job down there in Lubbock, Texas. He is an amazing coach. 
His stock is going to rise like crazy after this season. I think Texas Tech has a very solid chance to go like 10-2, and two, somewhere around there. So I have Texas beating Texas Tech in the conference championship. We'll go to the SEC. I have Georgia against Alabama, and I have Georgia winning it. I think uh, Georgia's defense is going to be a little better than Alabama's this season. And I think Georgia's quarterback play is going to be a little better than Alabama this season. I think Carson Beck is going to be a better quarterback than Jalen Milrow. And I think they have better skill position players than Alabama does. So I have Georgia beating Alabama again. And then going on to the Big Ten, I'm only doing the Power Five conferences. The Big Ten, I have Michigan out of the East. And the West is hard for me because as – Everybody that's probably going to listen to this podcast knows I'm an Iowa fan. I love them to death. But um, this isn't why I'm picking them. Uh, I have Iowa coming out of the West. I think Iowa's offense is going to have a major improvement this season under Cade McNamara. Eric All is our number two tight end behind Luke Lachey. I think our offense is going to be really good. Caleb Johnson at running back. Offensive line should be a major improvement with a couple transfers. Our defense is always good. We have Phil Parker. We picked up some key transfers out of the portal. I think Iowa is going to be a lot better than people think. I think they go 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, and that's enough to win the West. So Michigan over Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. And I don't want to talk about what I think the final score of that game will be. I bet they beat us like 42-10 to 10 or something like that, but. We'll, we'll just move on from there. Um, so, yeah, there's there's my uh, conference winners. I got Georgia in the SEC, Utah in the Pac-12, Clemson in the ACC, Texas in the Big 12, and Michigan in the Big 10. And then my projected college football playoff. Boy, do I, I – I hate talking about it. I don't like the playoff whatsoever, but we'll, we're just going to go with it. My projected college football playoff at number one. I have the Michigan Wolverines. I think they're undefeated, and I think they have better wins, which leads them to pass Georgia. I think they win their games uh, more like convincingly than Georgia will in some of their games. I think Georgia's going to struggle with Tennessee. I think they'll still beat them, but I think Michigan doesn't really struggle with many teams this season. Maybe Penn State on the road. Other than that, I think they'll be okay. At number two, I have Georgia. They'll be undefeated. I just don't see. I just, I just don't see Georgia being ahead of Michigan this season. If Michigan's undefeated, they have a tougher schedule. Uh, at number three, this is going to be a shocker to some people, but I have the Penn State Nittany Lions. I have them going eleven and one. I think they get the number three ranking, just like Ohio State did last year, because. Because they don't want Michigan versus Clemson or Michigan versus Penn State in round one of the college football playoff. Now, I could also see them putting Michigan at number two and Penn State at number four if this ends up working out. But I have Michigan at one, Penn State at three, and uh, yeah, I just I think Penn State's going to be really damn good this season. I'm, I'm high on them. I'm excited to watch them play. Their defense is going to be outstanding. At number four, I kind of ruined it. About 20 seconds ago, I have Clemson at 12-1. and one. I think they split with Florida State. I think they 
they lose in the regular season, but then win in the conference championship. But I also think Florida State drops a game or two before that. So they, they won't be in my playoff. If if Florida State's 12-1 and with their only loss in the ACC championship, they deserve to get in over Penn State, but I don't see that happening. So I have Michigan at one, Georgia at two, Penn State at three, Clemson at four. That is my top four teams this season. Uh, at, or at the end of the season is what I should say. But uh, yeah, we went over a lot in this first episode back. I'm planning on doing two episodes a week like I did last season. I'm going to be posting this today, but going forward, I think I'm going to be doing every Sunday night and every Wednesday or Thursday night are going to be my uh, dates that I post just because it's it's kind of easier that way. I, I You guys know I love to gamble on college football. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I love throwing out picks. Last year, I was just about 40... 47% in the five or six podcasts I had. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see if we can improve on that. We, we lost some questionable ones last year, but we'll be better this season. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. It feels really damn good to be back and doing this. I love college football. I love talking about it. I hope you guys love listening to me talk about it. So, uh, yeah, this was... Episode 1 of Season 2 of Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickles. Thank you guys for listening.